Well, let's go some scriptures here tonight and take some time to pray. <laughs> Put in Jeremiah 33, 3, start first from the Amplified Version, and then I'll give you a title. If you must have it, it's here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you have it from the Amplified Version? Is there? Jeremiah 33, 3. It says, call to me and I'll answer you. Do you hear the Lord say? Call, and, call to me and I'll answer you. Call. All what you need to do is call. Call to me and I'll answer you. And tell you. Oh, he's not just only answering. He's going to tell you. God wants to tell you some things. You see that? You see that on the, on, on the board over there, whatever that is. Call to me and I will answer you and, and, and tell you. So you're not only answering you, the Amplified Version says, and tell you. So do you know what I've entitled the message tonight? Give me a call. <laughs> God, say, God is saying, give me a call. All what you need to do is give me a call. <laughs> call, call to me, uh, call to me and, 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 and I'll answer you and tell you and even, I like that one, and even show you, and even show you great and mighty things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know and understand, cannot distinguish them. Are they hidden from you? No, they're not, they're not hidden from you, they're hidden for you. They're not hidden from you, they're hidden for you. But he says this, to qualify to, to receive those things is call. Call, just give me a call. <laughs> can, can, you imagine, can you imagine now, especially now you see like, of course there are so many things that are unresolved so far and all that, but, but I know if uh, uh, you are looking for a business deal, and probably the president-elect say, say, say this, call, give me a call. Some of you don't sleep. Because you think the deal has been done. Yet you can forget. <laughs> you understand? Give me a call. Just say, but, but if you trusted everything that he says is right, right there, and he says, would you give me a call? You, start, you try to explain something, say, give me a call. What, what will be in your mind as you are you're going is already been done. Because he has the ability. And not only, look at this, God does not only has the ability to, but he's willing. You understand? It's another thing that I have power to help you, and I have the ability to, to, to help you, but I don't help you. But not only does he have the ability but he's given you an open hand to say, just give me a call and I'll sort you out. And not only do, do I answer, do I answer you, but I will tell you. In other, in other words, there are secrets that I will even show you. I do believe that, just think about this, uh, about the generosity of God. God is so generous that he wants to share, other, in other words, not just wanting. He's already done it through his son, Jesus Christ. He, has, he shares everything that he has 
with these people. You, you, you are, are you aware of that? Can I show you a scripture? You Bible scholars, let's go to, to John, John 16. Let's read it from the Amplified Classic Version. Uh, look at verse. Uh, look at, let, let's look at verse. Let's look from verse. That, uh, let's start from verse. Let's do verse fifteen. Uh, verse fifteen. Verse fourteen. Sorry, fourteen and fifteen. He says this about the Holy Spirit. He will honor and glorify me. Remember, it's Jesus speaking, because. He will take off. He will do what? Receive. He will draw upon what is mine, and I will and will reveal. Did you see that? And I will show you. Uh, uh, reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. Look, let's let's look at verse fifteen. What follows next says is. Everything that the Father has is mine. I like looking at this scripture. In other words, God has dealt with man with an open hand. Everything that the Father has is mine. That is what I meant when I said that he, the Spirit, will take the things that are mine. How many things? Everything that the Father has. Everything. And will reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. So that calling is so important. Oh my goodness, when I think about the Lord, Tina and I have, among many things, we, have in, we, we share, you know, the things we share, watching the galaxies, the planets, and we get excited. Shoo. Ah, it's exciting. Now you watch Jupiter. And, and you, you, man. I mean, you know, they've been trying to get to Mars. Of course, they have sent those, they call them rovets and, or ro- robots and, and all that. You see, you see Mars. But that's amazing. Of the things that God had created, the planets. To think about the sun. Uh, What's that Jupiter, which is just full of gases? And, and, and I mean, you, it's, it's amazing. The creation, God, what God has created. Now, no wonder Jesus said this. Now, what's your problem? About eating and drinking. Uh-huh. He does this even, he does, he does it even to geckos. You know what a gecko is and lizards? It's like, what's your problem? I think, I think uh, constantly think, thinking about our needs is such a demonstration of small or little faith. Anyone who's been there? Oh, I have. You know, but I'm telling you, after I gave my life to Christ, I just refuse. My head to be thinking and thinking about needs? No. I'll go pray to pray. I'll pray in the Holy Ghost. My mind will quieten and I'll go back. I'll go to Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from my mouth. I shall I start saying it. 
And the devil say, no, you don't believe it. Say, I believe it. That's why I'm saying it. If I didn't believe it, I couldn't have been saying it. I be, I'm saying it by faith. I believe it. You've never seen a wealth man like me. Oh, yeah. You convinced yet? <laughs> yeah? I believe it. I keep saying it. I keep saying I keep going back to the word of God and keep saying, I'm not going to think of my knees. I remember years ago. Now, those are little small things, but that really marked me, marked my faith. Uh, I was in Bible school there, and we walked from Westlands. The, I think that's not Westlands Road. It's, I don't know what do you call that road. You know, from Westlands, just near the Westlands uh, shopping area. And, and we walked from there with other Bible school students. We were coming for prayer. It was on a Wednesday. And we walked, and I kept sharing the word, and we were a few of us, and guys were so excited. You know, those ones, I share the word, and, and as I'm sharing, you hear a revelation come out my mouth, and I run ahead, you know, just jumping. And we did that. I mean, coming down to Boulevard, you all of a sudden realize you're in town. Oh, goodness. I was excited. And the Lord... The Lord had, at that morning, actually, he had, taught to, uh, he had spoken to me some things by his spirit concerning the joy, actually, uh, the, maintaining the joy of the Lord is an indication of your supply. You understand? You have received what you're believing him for. So you have to maintain that word, joy. You know, everyone can be sour and things are not going right, and yeah, yeah you know, and yeah, you know, he's... Is uh, you know concerning Kenya comes and you know and, and there's Azimio and you know and you know this or you know you can you can go on and complain and complain and complain. There's no joy in complain. Have you ever seen anyone rejoicing when they are complaining? No, they carry such a, a terrible attitude actually of complaining. They can complain about everything. But then the Lord showed the minister to me that morning about, about keeping my joy. And, and this is the statement, Tina, I think when we got married, Tina had me several times say that everyone can rejoice when things are going on okay. It doesn't take any effort. Huh? You know, if I gave you like a 100,000 right now, <laughs> you'll not be dignified the way you are. <laughs> and remember after that, after that, I, if I gave it right now, after that, you'll not listen to anything that I'm going to say. You understand? <laughs> and then you'll be shopping. I mean, and then, and then probably everyone else in the service tonight will be also thinking, I wish that was mine. You understand? And then you'll not even hear what I say. <laughs> but, but, but look at this then. So anyone can rejoice when things are going all right. But look at this. Now show me this way. It takes faith to rejoice when nothing else, nothing seems like to be working. It takes true faith to do that. You know what I did? I, did, I rejoiced to those guys. We went to town. I have no fear to go to Dandora. I lived in Dandora. We went to town and we parted ways. And I was all alone. I had to go to a certain place, I don't remember it was, and I had no coin in my pocket. Then I started rejoicing. I remember passing by Tomboya Street near the fire station, I was just rejoicing. And I'm telling in my heart I was rejoicing. 
so much in my heart because he had already taught me something. In the evening when we, we go, went to the bus at Moy to get the bus to come for prayer, and Moy was to meet in Kasarani, at Moy Avenue Primary, when you go there, go to the bus, one of the Bible school students say, do you know actually when you are coming down from the, Bible, you know, from the Bible school to town, I was, I was impressed to give you this. And he gave me a hundred bob. Now that may mean nothing to you. Because nowadays I can have some several, some few others. <laughs> but I'm telling you I didn't have any. That's something. Do you know that may seem to be very little to you now, but that did something to my faith? Remember this, principles don't change. He says, if you are faithful in the little, I'll make you ruler over much. So you may be thinking your need is a mountain. But listen, you take the same principle because it has worked over the years same way. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how things are. I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to be sad because I don't have 10 shillings in my pocket or whatever, 5,000 shillings. No, I'm going to rejoice. And God always does. What did I say? What was I telling you all that for? A testimony. Huh? It, it takes that. Uh, really, true faith to rejoice. Now, now, look at this then. So he has dealt with man with an open hand. I'm telling you, much of our praying, we should be approaching God knowing that he's already done and we have an enemy. So the intercession actually is dealing with the enemy to, to open up for the will of God to be done. Now, to, to be done. Let's go back to that uh, Jeremiah 33. 3. He says things which have been confined and hidden. Do you remember Matthew 13, 13, verse 11? He says, unto us, it has been given to do what? To know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So that means that he has given them to us, but he's taking us back to the scripture that we looked at in John 16. He said, then we have to be aware of the Holy Spirit. He is our helper. So that we may, be, we may, have, we may have access to all what God has done for us through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, listen to the same scripture in the Amplified Classic Version. Some more uh, amplified classic version, thank you. It, it says, call to me and I'll answer you and I will show that what, as I was preparing this, show, show keeps catching my attention. And I do, I do believe this and I can, I can show you from so many scriptures is that actually there are things that God wants his people to see. There are things that God wants his people to see. And I'm telling you, prayer is one of the keys to open up that realm of seeing and hearing. Because he say both here, I will not only tell you, but I will what? Show you. You understand? We have to, to, be, to be believing God, to see. 
to see. Why would he keep saying, keep saying that blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. So he tells you to hear and he tells you, I don't want you just to hear, I want you also to see. I'm doing there's something about seeing. And I, I do believe this as believers in Christ, we must activate our seeing senses. Or is it a sense? <laughs> it's a sense. Okay, we must activate that. Can, can I teach you something that you can, you can, you can start seeing better? Hmm? Learn the art of focus. Hmm, I didn't know I was going to talk this manner today. But let me, probably, probably you walk in every day here, but if you are not attentive to details, you never see joy, eternal dwelling, time of rejoicing, blessing, fellowship, increase. You come every, so probably you've never seen that. <laughs> you understand? But, but let me tell you something, how you can activate also the senses of seeing is the art of focus. Focus. And you can look at that that uh, hanging over there increase and you can focus on it until, until you start seeing things that just by a glance, with a glance you not have seen. Hmm? Are you seeing what I'm saying? You have to learn that. Focus, and I, I thought I was going to talk, last Sunday I thought I was going to talk about, uh, about hearing, you know, because that's very critical. One of the things that I've learned over the years is hearing. And the way to, to hear also, you have to know how you can pay attention to words that have been spoken. Even the natural, you cannot act on an instruction that you have not had, because hearing opens the door to an understanding. You see that? So you have to be careful that when people are speaking or something is being spoken, you have your ears open. Because with that, you hear the sound. You hear is it the sound in the, in the natural, but because you are, you are exercising and you are, you are exercising your hearing ability, what happens after that? You're not only able to pick up the sounds that have been made, but you are able to get even the emotions and the message that is being passed through that sound or through that voice. What's the difference between you and I and a musician uh, instrumentalist? They have developed their hearing ability to hear what? Sounds that are made. In other words, if you can if he came over here and, you know, oh, okay, he's off. That's fine. Uh, you know, so, so for him he can tell, maybe if I do this, he can tell now actually what are those sounds that are coming out while for you can hear. And bro, you're looking at me, but you're not paying attention even to the sounds that I've been made. You, you understand? So, so I can... I can be doing this, but Martin still, 
Maybe hearing my words, but he's hearing clearer of what actual the sounds that are coming from out of the keyboard. While you probably are just looking at me, hearing the words and nothing else done apart from what you're hearing me say. You see the difference? What's that? What's the difference between you and him? He has trained his hearing. Okay? That's what we need to do to be equipped as effective people in prayer. We can hear many times about prayer, but if we don't practice, practice praying, we will not develop in the art of prayer. And I'm not, I'm not through saying, because I'm saying something based on that scripture, I will answer you and show you great, great and mighty things. How many, how many times have you heard me say, anyone who's had something? You've heard, you've heard me say so many times. And, and usually I have 99% people showing up to the front to tell me what they've heard and seen. Is that so? That's a good resource, good pastor. Effectiveness, fruit in the ministry. <laughs> All right, now I'm, I'm putting something to you tonight. And I want you, look, look at this. The purposes for this prayer service, we can come in and I can say, tonight you are going to pray. And I'm ready to do what? We pray. You understand? And I'll give you something and we start praying. And there are some times that I'll come and speak and share and teach the word. What is that for? To equip you. What is that for? To equip you so that when you go back, you start now acting on what you have heard. If you don't act on what you've heard, then you have missed out an opportunity to grow. Because I tell you the truth, I just don't show up for the sake of showing up. In other words, I've not been there, you know, in the office and talking and then calling all the relatives. And then, and then I say, oh, what's the time? <laughs> oh, sweetheart, it's five. Oh, my guy. Um. <laughs> I just don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, you understand? I've been praying and listening and just believing God to be able to share with you. So do I know what I believe? I'm sharing with you what he has in store for you this evening. Let's go to a scripture, then you come back there. Let's go to the King James Version of uh, Hebrews 5, 6, 6, Hebrews 6. Let's say Hebrews, Hebrews 5, 5, 14. Things should be 5, 14. Let's start from verse 12. I think 12 is fine. From 5.12. You've seen that? Okay, for when, by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is a word. A babe. You know, that's not a sweetheart. You understand? <laughs> that's some toto. <laughs> it's not babe. <laughs> so it's not like the spirit of the Lord is telling you that you're not even getting, 
You're, you're not but you're partaking milk and he's calling you you are my babe no no that's telling you it's <laughs> telling you i'm total you understand that so for he is a what babe because for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness for he is a babe but look at verse 14 but solid food most of you are mothers and parents and you know that the, the baby is not fed on milk. I mean on, on food. Solid food. Just being born. Alright? Yes. It takes up a, a time that of maturity to be able to be fed with a solid food. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is that is same. It's explaining. That is, these are the people of full age. Those who by reason of Use. Using what they've been given. You know what they say concerning muscles? You don't use me, you lose me. If in other words, if you sat down uh, for the next like five, six months and you do nothing, you lose muscles even to walk. The ability to walk becomes a problem. So those who've got but solid food belongs to those who are full age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses, senses, exercise to discern both good and evil. Put the Amplified Classic Fashion, please, over there. Are you seeing that? The part of using is critical. And therefore, can you think about what the Spirit of the Lord is saying there? You determine the menu. By what you do with what has been given to you. You determine the next menu. Uh, okay? It says it's for those who are, but solid food is for full grown men. For those whose senses and mental faculties, senses, if you're talking about senses, what do you think of? Five physical senses? Okay? Now, for mental, uh, mental, for those, for those whose senses and mental faculties are trained. This is how they are trained. By practice. Training by practice. You keep doing it. You keep doing it. You keep doing it. You are developing. By doing what? By practice. What are you training? You are training by practice to discriminate discriminate and distinguish between what is morally good and noble and what is evil and contrary either to divine or human law. You are sensitive now. You are able to discern things by the Spirit. What does that mean? You develop your senses. What is that? Spiritual senses. Talk of eyesight in the spirit realm. Because you have. You ever seen rabbits being born or puppies? They have their eyes closed. The some that were in the spirit realm. All the years. They see men like trees. Not us. God's will. God's will is for us to see. I told you some weeks ago. Your ability to see and discern in the spirit realm 
changes also your utterance. Because you are speaking out of revelation. What is seeing? It's revelation. You remember what I said, uh, I think Brother Kyoko said this uh, in one of the meetings. Uh, thinking about if two of, of the men, one is Prophet Elisha and the second one is uh, the servant, if they were in a prayer meeting and they're all praying, they've been surrounded, the other one would have been what? We're finished. Oh Lord, oh God, you are finished. We are finished. You said you'll send your angels, but are you seeing the armies outside there? You know, people talk that because they're talking out of what? Blindness. Well, what will be happening to Elisha? Huh? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Listen to this now. Discerning by the Spirit changes your attitude in prayer and in approach of things. Have you seen that? One has an attitude of what? Thanksgiving, and the other one has an attitude of what? Fear, turmoil, uncertainty. That's very critical then for us to be able to see. And God says this, I want your position to change, just give me a call. <laughs> you give me a call, I will answer you, and I will tell you, and I will show you great and mighty things that are hidden, fenced. Uh, the, the one, the scripture that we read in, in Jeremiah 3, 3. What, what will that do to you if God is, has been able to show you exactly the picture of the things you're supposed to know? Your attitude changes. Your attitude changes. You have a different approach to the things or even to life. Why is that so? You have the inside out information concerning what you're supposed to do. I tell you, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, I get excited when I know even when things look so thick and I, I prayed and I have an answer right inside of me, I get excited. In fact, I just turned around and I know like it's done anyway. It's done. Do all what you can do, devil, but it's already done. And what is that? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What about if you don't have? You're wondering. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You call him all God. And nothing is happening. And he said, oh, Father, how grateful I am for the things that you've done. Have you seen that? Is that, is that, is that key? Let's, let's have the Passion Translation. Sometimes you hear, you, you see the same scripture from different versions, and, and it gets good. But solid food is for the mature. So who's determining the menu? Your menu determiner. <laughs> you determine the menu. Uh, and, and remember, remember Apostle Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. When I came to you, I could not speak to you as spirituals. Because you are babes. 
You remember that? I also calling them honey. You know, you're a sweetheart. You understand that? You they say that you are babes. Go back there and then you'll, you'll, you'll get. Go back then, First Corinthians three. Let's start from verse one. I can learn some things here tonight, and then I'll show you some things of some things concerning what prayer does. Okay, look at this, brothers and sisters. When I was with you, I found it impossible. What? What? I found it impossible. What? To speak as those who are, come on, read that, a spiritual mature people. I found it impossible. In other words, I wanted to talk to you, but your ability to receive, your ability to receive limited my apostleship to you. Our revelations, I have them inside of me, but I'm limited by your ability to receive them. So I couldn't, I can't, I can't talk to you. In fact, the Passion Translation uses the word, I found it impossible. <laughs> have you ever heard someone say impossible people? <laughs> I think, I think is that, that movie of the Passion of the Christ? There's, which part was that? Uh, there's one who, who came and I mean, he, he said that impossible people. I mean, if someone says you're impossible, you need God to make you possible. You understand? But he says this, uh -uh, with you, I found it impossible to speak to you. Oh. We determine the menu. As those who are spiritual, mature people, for you are still, this is the problem, you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh. And because you are immature, babes, infants in Christ, what it says, go, go ahead. I had to nurse you. Oh, Toto, oh, Toto. <laughs> Can you imagine, can you imagine if I knew an adult outside? Oh, daughter. <laughs> he said, I had to nurse you and feed you with milk. Not with the solid food. In other words, I had food that you'll be able, you could have been well fed, but I couldn't. Just give you some milk. Get some milk, please. Uh, milk, not with the solid food of more advanced teachings. So are we seeing from the, the Passion Translation is telling us this, a solid food is advanced teaching. What is that? Revelation. Because you aren't ready for it. You aren't ready for advanced teaching. I've literally met with some people and we sit down and to talk and, and things just come out of my, my heart. Just come out of them. It's like, wow, wow. In fact, I've done this. I've said, let me write that one down. Oh, you, you did not. I didn't. It's coming out of me. Well, I'm telling. I've met with some, and it's click. click. You know, if you've ever tried to, to, to plant a maize seed in, in a concrete, some sound that way. Seriously. Nothing. I, that, that, that issue is so terrible in counseling. You know, I prepare for my counseling appointments. And then you've spoken to, people, to a person by the Spirit. 
and then they go. And the next time you meet to them, because I like having my notes. The last time when you met, I just look at them. And then I, I, can, I can check out any word instruction that I had from the Lord. And you ask them, and you say, oh, you know, as soon as I left, you did nothing. <laughs> you say, did nothing. What's that? They couldn't receive what? Even milk. Solid food of more advanced teaching because you aren't ready for it. In fact, you are still not ready to be fed solid food. I refuse that. I'm, I'm, I want to be ready. Amen? I really, I want to be ready. Let's go to the next one. This is the reason. For you are living, for you are living your lives dominated by the mindset of the flesh. You see that? Ask yourself, is there jealous among you? Woo! <laughs> have you ever been jealous? I have. You? You're lying in church? <laughs> I have. And I'm telling you, and, 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 and something comes up, instead of I say, let me tell you, devil, I'm going to do something for that person. You understand? I'm going to do something for that person. I'm not going to accept that to be inside of me. It's ugly. I'm, I'm telling you, jealousy is ugly. It's ugly. In fact, if you allowed it, it's come from just a thought to the point of acting. It stinks. It's devilish. And he says this, do you compare yourself with others? Anyone? Huh? Ah. Ah. You're lying in church also. Do you compare yourself with others? Yeah. Have you ever done that? Repent of that because that is, that is making your food to be milk. And I'm telling you, you can't do much with just milk. You need some meat. And he says this, do you quarrel like children? Ah. Now I'm telling you, if you want to see, uh, as, especially as a married couple, I mean, you can tell that these are children raising up children. <laughs> As a married couple, you want to, if, if, you, you're married, if you're married and, and you start quarreling, just think about that scripture. Then you start raising, say, I think we are raising children, trying to raise up children. We have a problem because these children will not grow up. <laughs> because do you compare yourself with others? Do you quarrel like children and end up taking size? If so, this proves that you are living your life centered on yourselves. Which is what? Another word for that is? Selfish. selfish. You're selfish. Dominated by the mindset of the flesh, and he makes it even terrible, behaving like unbelievers. Repentance is powerful. Amen? Repentance is powerful. Because that sets us free from all this and opens us up to receive what? Solid food, advanced teachings. Okay? Yes. So look at this then. Let's go back to our text where we were in, in Hebrews 5.14. Did, did you see that? Wow. You know, I want someone, if they are full of the Holy Ghost and they have been sent to me, I want them to pour out everything until they say, wow, I'm going empty. 
Because you people are like a sponge. You just absorbed everything. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I've, really, I've spoken to some people and, and, and you see, oh my goodness, they're like a sponge. They just want to listen. Let me give you one of the key elements also in growth. And, and to, to, receive, to, to receive from any person, especially let me talk about the anointings. To receive from one, any person, one of the key factors there is honor. The one you do not honor, you cannot receive from. Usually I know as a pastor <laughs> that people who honor me and, they, and, and, uh, and I know that this is beyond myself. I can tell that. Things came up out of me and beyond myself. And, and the people who just don't honor me and you can't. You love them. They can't. Amen. Sure, that's for free. Oh my goodness. Let's go back to our Hebrews 5.14. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, so you've, you've seen that very, very critical there is uh, spiritual, uh, solid food is for mature, whose spiritual sense, senses, listen to this. I like this one. But, but this is another version of what? Did we read this? The passion, did we, did we read? We didn't read. Okay, this is good. I thought this is, oh my goodness, I'm almost jumping over here. Listen to this. But solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses per, perceive what? Ha 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 Oh, that drives a point there. Just home is they are able to perceive what? Heavenly matters. The people just cannot. God is moving where? <laughs> how? <laughs> And then they ask, they ask how? <laughs> they not, cannot perceive. So, so look at this. Those are not natural senses. Those are spiritual senses. So can I submit this to you from the scriptures? I see this. You have spiritual eyes that need to be exercised, trained. You have spiritual ears that need to be exercised, trained. Are you seeing that? And I'm telling you, you also have spiritual emotions. Are you want to see why that is? Let's go to First Corinthians chapter 2 from the Amplified Classic Version. Seems like tonight I'm teaching. I'm equipping. Uh, let, let's go there, verse 5, please. I think verse 5 or 6. Go ahead. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Oh, come back. Go back, please, verse 6. Yet when you are among the full grown, yeah? Are you seeing that? Who are those? They are able to partake what? Huh? A spiritual. They are able to take what? Solid food. Because they can perceive what? Heavenly matters. Uh, when you are among the full grown spiritual mature Christians, who are what? Ripe in understanding. <laughs> or ripe in understanding. 
we do impart higher. What is that? Heavenly. I'm, tell, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm having to, to contain myself because those scriptures just, just do, they're doing something inside of me. That, that a full-grown, mature Christians who are ripe to understanding, we do impart a higher wisdom. Could, they, could he do the same in first, first Corinthians chapter 3? Huh? Could he impart any higher wisdom? Now, what do you think of higher wisdom would be? Revelation, Revelation or from the, what you've learned, the context of what you've learned, what do you think that will be? Solid food. Solid food. Hallelujah. So solid food is for those who are ripe in their understanding. Now, then, then we do impart a high wisdom, the knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden, but we've seen in Jeremiah 33, 3, what he's saying is, just give me a call, and I will reveal this to you, and I will show this to you. In other words, you start seeing and start hearing. One aspect of your prayer life should be seeing and hearing. Please. I want the 99% fruit I've been having in these meetings. When I say, is anyone who's had something, anyone who's seen something, I want to make it 100. <laughs> now look at this then. So it says, we do impart a high wisdom, the knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden, but it's indeed not the wisdom of this present age, of this world, nor the leaders and rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. Let's go to verse 7. But rather that we are setting forth a wisdom for, of God once hidden from the human understanding and now revealed to us through the da-da-da. Let's go to the, to the other one. Sorry, wait right there. It says this, but rather we are setting forth a wisdom of God once hidden from the human understanding and now, what? Revealed to us by God that wisdom which God devised and degreed before the ages, the ages for our glorification, what that wisdom does is this. Let's read it, all of us. To lift us into the glory of his presence. Remember telling you how you need to be praying from the heavenly realm? That's what Revelation does. Because in essence and legally, we have been raised together with Christ. We have been made to sit together with Christ. Where? At the right, far above, at the right hand of the Father, far above all principality and power and dominion and mind. And every name that is named, not only this age, but also that which is to come. Now look, look at verse 8. This is what I was looking for. Verse 9, please. Oh, okay. I think. Did you go back? I think verse 8. Verse 9 is no I have seen, I think. Let's go ahead. But on the contrary, let me see. Uh, that's not really I'm looking for. I think it should be verse 4 then. Go back to that verse 4, please. we do some studying here tonight. Oh, yeah, this one I was looking for. Look at this. And my language and my message was not set forth in persuasive, enticing, and plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power approved by the spirit and power of God operating on me and starring in the minds of my hearers. What? 
the most holy emotions and thus persuading them. But, but, but many times as you've come, we've come to Christ and born again and you start hearing the word of faith, we tend to think that all emotions are terrible. In other words, you're not in the spirit if you're emotional. I'm telling you, you enter into some realms of the spirit, the emotions, holy emotions. Do I give you some? Uh, got Romans 8.26 from the, the New King James Version. Pastor, you give us so many scriptures. Yeah, you came to the Bible teaching meeting. Huh? It's not a political rally. <laughs> okay, look at this. So, so what am I giving you? I tell you, you have what? Spiritual senses. Spirit. Uh, okay, yeah, emotions. No, 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 senses. But look at this. You have spiritual eyes to see. These are senses. Spiritual ears to hear. You have also whole emotions that need to be stirred up, but they are stirred up with the living word of God, revelation knowledge. You can hear the word of God, and I'm telling you, inside of you, you know. I need to seek God. Your emotions are aroused to seek in the Lord. They are being trained now. You have all these emotions, but they are being channeled to seeking God. That's amazing. Now look at this. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what you should pray for us yet, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with the groanings. What are those? Emotions. But where are they coming from? Your spirit. Using what they've been given. You know what they say concerning muscles? You don't use me, you lose me. If in other words, if you sat down uh, for the next like five, six months and you do nothing, you lose muscles even to walk. The ability to walk becomes a problem. So those who've got... But solid food belongs to those who are full age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses, senses, exercise to discern both good and evil. Put the Amplified Classic Version, please, over there. Are you seeing that? The part of using is critical. And therefore, can you think about what the Spirit of the Lord is saying there? You determine the menu. By what you do with what has been given to you. You determine the next menu. Uh, okay? It says it's for those who are, but solid food is for full grown men. For those whose senses and mental faculties, senses, if you're talking about senses, what do you think of? Five physical senses? Okay? Now, for mental, uh, mental, for those, for those whose senses and mental faculties are trained. This is how they are trained. By practice. Training by practice. You keep doing it. You keep doing it. You keep doing it. You are developing. By doing what? By practice. What are you training? You are training by practice to discriminate 
discriminate and distinguish between what is morally good and noble and what is evil and contrary either to divine or human law. You are sensitive now. You are able to discern things by the Spirit. What does that mean? You develop your senses. What is that? Spiritual senses. Talk of eyesight in the spirit realm. Because you have. You ever seen rabbits being born or puppies? They have their eyes closed. There's some that were in the spirit realm. All the years. They see men like trees. Not us. God's will. God's will is for us to see. I told you some weeks ago, your ability to see and discern in the spirit realm changes also your utterance. Because you're speaking out of revelation. What is seeing? It's revelation. You remember what I said, um, uh, I think Brother Kyoko said this uh, in one of the meetings. Uh, thinking about if two of, of the men, one is Prophet Elisha and the second one is uh, the servant, if they were in a prayer meeting and they're all praying, they've been surrounded, the other one would have been what? We're finished. Oh Lord, oh God, you are finished. We are finished. You said you'll send your angels, but are you seeing the armies outside there? You know, people talk that because they're talking out of what? Blindness. Well, what will be happening to Elisha? Huh? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Listen to this now. Disarming by the Spirit changes your attitude in prayer and in approach of things. Have you seen that? One has an attitude of what? Thanksgiving. And the other one has an attitude of what? Fear, turmoil, uncertainty. That's very critical then for us to be able to see. And God says this. I want your position to change. Just give me a call. <laughs> you give me a call. I will answer you. And I will tell you, and I will show you great and mighty things that are hidden, fenced. Uh, the, the one, the scripture that we read in, in Jeremiah 3, 3. What, what will that do to you if God is as being able to show you exactly the picture of the things you're supposed to know? Your attitude changes. Your attitude changes. You have a different approach to the things or even to life. Why is that so? You have the inside out information concerning what you're supposed to do. I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I get excited when I know even when things look so thick and I, I prayed and I have an answer right inside of me, I get excited. In fact, I just turned around and I know, like, it's done anyway. It's done. Do all what you can do, devil, but it's already done. 
And what is that? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What about if you don't have? You're wondering. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You call him all God. And nothing is happening. And he says, oh, Father, how grateful I am for the things that you've done. Have you seen that? Is that, is that, is that let's, let's have the Passion Translation. Sometimes you hear, you, you see the same scripture from different versions and, and it gets good. But solid food is for the mature. So who's determining the menu? You are menu determiner. <laughs> you determine the menu. Yeah. And, and remember, remember Apostle Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. When I came to you, I could not speak to you as spirituals. Because you are babes. You remember that? He was calling them honey. You know, you're a sweetheart. You understand that? You, they say that. You are babes. Go back there and then you'll, you'll, you'll get. Go back then, 1 Corinthians 3. Let's start from verse 1. I can learn some things here tonight. And then I'll show you some things of some things concerning what prayer does. Okay, look at this. Brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I found it impossible. What? What? I found it impossible. What? To speak as those who are, come on, read that, a spiritual mature people. I found it impossible. In other words, I wanted to talk to you, but your ability to receive. Your ability to receive limited my apostleship to you. Our revelations, I have them inside of me, but I'm limited by your ability to receive them. So I couldn't, I can't, I can't talk to you. In fact, the Passion Translation uses the word, I found it impossible. <laughs> have you ever heard someone say impossible people? <laughs> I think, I think is that, that movie of the Passion of the Christ? There's, which part was that? Uh, there's one who, who came and I mean, he, he said that impossible people. I mean, if someone says you're impossible, you need God to make you possible. You understand? But he says this, uh -uh, with you, I found it impossible to speak to you. Oh. We determine the menu. As those who are spiritual mature people, for you are still, this is the problem, you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh. And because you are immature, babes, infants in Christ, what it says, go, go ahead. I had to nurse you. Oh, what? Oh, what? <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I knew an adult outside? Oh, daughter! <laughs> he said, "I had to nurse you and feed you with milk, not with the solid food." In other words, I had food that you'll be able you could have been well fed, but I couldn't. Just give you some milk. Get some milk, please. Uh, milk, not with the solid food of more advanced teachings. So are we seeing from the, the Passion Translation is telling us this, 
A solid food is advanced teaching. What is that? Revelation. Because you aren't ready for it. You aren't ready for advanced teaching. I've literally met with some people and we sit down and to talk and, and things just come out of my, my heart. Just come out of them. It's like, wow, wow. In fact, I've done this. I've said, let me write that one down. Oh, you, you did not. I didn't. It's coming out of me. Well, I'm telling. I've met with some and it's click. click. You know, if you ever tried to, to, to plant a maize seed in, in a concrete some sound that way. Seriously. Nothing. <laughs> and that, that, that issue is so terrible in counseling. You know, I prepare for my counseling appointments. And then you've spoken to, people, to a person by the Spirit. And then they go. And the next time you meet to them, because I like having my notes. The last time when you met, I just look at them. And then I, I, can, I can check out any word instruction that I had from the Lord. And you ask them and you say, oh. Uh, you know, as soon as I left, did nothing. <laughs> you said, did nothing. What's that? They couldn't receive what? Even milk. Solid food of more advanced teaching because you aren't ready for it. In fact, you are still not ready to be fed solid food. I refuse that. I'm, I'm, I want to be ready. Amen. I really, I want to be there. Let's go to the next one. This is the reason. For you, are living, for you are living your lives dominated by the mindset of the flesh. You see that? Ask yourself, is there jealous among you? Woo. <laughs> have you ever been jealous? I have. You? You're lying in church? <laughs> I have. And I'm telling you, and, and and, and, and something comes up, instead of I say, let me tell you, devil, I'm going to do something for that person. You understand? I'm going to do something for that person. I'm not going to accept that to be inside of me. It's ugly. I'm, I'm telling you, jealousy is ugly. It's ugly. In fact, if you allowed it, it's come from just a thought to the point of acting. It stinks. It's devilish. And he says this, do you compare yourself with others? Anyone? Huh? Ah. Ah. You're lying in church also. Do you compare yourself with others? Yeah. Have you ever done that? Repent of that because that is, that is making your food to be milk. And I'm telling you, you can't do much with just milk. You need some meat. And he says this, do you quarrel like children? Ah, now I'm telling you, if you want to see, uh, as, especially as a married couple, I mean, I can tell that these are children raising up children. <laughs> yes, a married couple, you want to, if, if, you, you married, if you're married and, and you start quarreling, just think about that scripture. Then you start raising, say, I think we are raising children, trying to raise up children. We have a problem because these children will not grow up. <laughs> because do you compare yourself with others? Do you quarrel like children and end up taking sides? If so, this proves that you are living your life centered 
on yourselves. Which is what? Another word for that is? Selfish. The selfish. Dominated by the mindset of the flesh. And he makes it even terrible. Behaving like unbelievers. Repentance is powerful. Amen? Repentance is powerful. Because that sets us free from all this and opens us up to receive what? Solid food. Advanced teachings. Okay? So look at this then. Let's go back to our text where we were in, in Hebrews 5.14. Did, did you see that? Wow. You know, I want someone, if they are full of the Holy Ghost and they have been sent to me, I want them to pour out everything until they say, wow, I'm going empty. Because you people are like a sponge. You just absorbed everything. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I've, really, I've spoken to some people and, and, and you say, oh my goodness, they're like a sponge. They just want to listen. Let me give you one of the key elements also in growth and, and to, to receive to to receive from any person, especially let me talk about the anointings. To receive from one, any person, one of the key factors there is honor. The one you do not honor, you cannot receive from. Usually I know as a pastor <laughs> that people who honor me and, they, and, and, and I know that this is beyond myself. I can tell that. Things came up out of me and beyond myself. And, and the people who just don't honor me, and you can't. You love them, but you can't. Amen. Sure, that's for free. Oh, my goodness. Let's go back to our Hebrews 5.14, okay. <clears throat> All right. So, so you've, you've seen that very, very critical there is uh, spiritual... Uh, solid food is for mature, whose spiritual ses senses, listen to this. I like this one. But, but this is another version of what? Did we read this? The passion, did we, did we read? We didn't read. Okay, this is good. I thought this is, oh my goodness, I'm almost jumping over here. Listen to this. But solid food is for the mature, whose spiritual senses per perceive what? <laughs> Woo! Oh, that drives a the point there. Just home is they're able to perceive what? Heavenly matters. The people just cannot. God is moving where? <laughs> how? <laughs> and then they ask, they ask how? <laughs> they not, cannot perceive. So, so look at this. Those are not natural senses. Those are spiritual senses. So can I submit this to you from the scriptures? I see this. You have spiritual eyes that need to be exercised, trained. You have spiritual ears that need to be exercised, trained. Are you seeing that? And I'm telling you, you also have Spiritual emotions. 
You want to see why that is? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from the Amplified Classic Version. Seems like tonight I'm teaching. I'm equipping. All right? Let, let's go there, verse 5, please. I think verse 5 or 6. Go ahead. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Oh, come back. Go back, please, verse 6. Yet we're doing among the full grown, yeah? Are you seeing that? Who are those? They are able to partake what? Huh? A spiritual. They're able to take what? Solid food. Because they can perceive what? Heavenly matters. Uh, when you are among the full grown spiritual mature Christians, who are what? Ripe in understanding. Wameiva. <laughs> Or oh, ripe in understanding, we do impart higher. What is that? Heavenly. I'm, tell, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm having to, to contain myself because those scriptures just, just do, they're doing something inside of me. That, that a full-grown, mature Christians who are ripe to understanding, we do impart a higher wisdom. Could, they, could he do the same in First, first Corinthians chapter 3? Huh? Could he impart any higher wisdom? Now, what do you think of higher wisdom would be? Revelation, or from the, what you've learned, the context of what you've learned, what do you think that will be? Solid food. Solid food. Hallelujah. So, solid food is for those who are ripe. In their understanding. Now, then, then we do impart a high wisdom. The knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden, but we've seen in Jeremiah 33, 3, what he's saying is, just give me a call, and I will reveal this to you, and I will show this to you. In other words, you start seeing and start hearing. One aspect of your prayer life should be seeing and hearing. Please. I want the 99% fruit I've been having in these meetings when I say, is anyone who's had something, anyone who's seen something, I want to make it 100. <laughs> now look at this then. So it says, we do impart a high wisdom, the knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden, but it's indeed not the wisdom of this present age, of this world, nor the leaders and rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. Let's go to verse 7. But rather that we are setting forth a wisdom for, of God once hidden from the human understanding and now revealed to us through the da-da-da. Let's go to the, to the other one. Sorry, let, let, wait right there. It says this, but rather we are setting forth a wisdom of God once hidden from the human understanding, and now, what? Revealed to us by God that wisdom which God devised and decreed before the ages, the ages for our glorification. What that wisdom does is this. Let's read it, all of us. To lift us into the glory of his presence. Remember telling you how you need to be praying from the heavenly realm? That's what... Revelation does. 
Because in essence and legally, we have been raised together with Christ. We have been made to sit together with Christ. Where? At the right, far above, at the right hand of the Father, far above all principality and power and dominion and mind. And every name that is named, not only this age, but also that which is to come. Now look, look at verse 8. This is what I was looking for. Verse 9, please. Ah, oh, okay. I think. Did you go back? I think verse 8. Verse 9 is no eye has seen, I think. Let's go ahead. But on the contrary, let me see. Uh, that's not really I'm looking for. I think it should be verse 4 then. Go back to that verse 4, please. We'll do some studying here tonight. Oh, yeah, this one I was looking for. Look at this. And my language and my message was not set forth in persuasive, enticing, and plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power, approved by the Spirit and power of God, operating on me and starring in the minds of my hearers, what? The most holy emotions and thus persuading them. But, but many times as you've come, we've come to Christ and born again and you start hearing the word of faith, we tend to think that all emotions are terrible. In other words, you're not in the spirit if you're emotional. I'm telling you, you enter into some realms of the spirit, the emotions. Holy emotions. Do I give you some? I got Romans 8.26 from the, the New King James Version. Pastor, you give us so many scriptures. Yeah, you came to the Bible teaching meeting. Huh? It's not a political rally. <laughs> okay, look at this. So, so what am I giving you? I tell you, you have what? Spiritual senses. Spiritual. Uh, okay, yeah, emotions. No, 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 senses. But look at this. You have spiritual eyes to see. These are senses. Spiritual ears to hear. You have also whole emotions that need to be stirred up, but they are stirred up with the living word of God, revelation knowledge. You can hear the word of God, and I'm telling you, inside of you, you know, I need to seek God. Your emotions are aroused to seek in the Lord. They are being trained now. You have all these emotions, but they are being channeled to seeking God. That's amazing. Now look at this. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what you should pray for us yet, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with the groanings what are those? Emotions. But where are they coming from? Your spirit. It's your spirit. With groanings, this cannot be uttered. And then the other one, God verse 27. Okay? With groanings, other version says, will you have the same please in the Amplified Classic Version? The other version says, sighs. Groanings. And I'm telling you, you can be praying. Anyone who's ever prayed in the Holy Ghost in your own prayer time and you are, you are groanings and sighs and like you're sobbing and you can tell your mind is wondering, what is this? And inside of you, oh, oh. And it's like, just right here, there's a, something inside of you and couldn't come out and it took a long time and it's like, mamas know this, finally you delivered. Anyone? 
Now you just lift up your hands if you've experienced huh? Okay, one, two, three, four. The, the rest of you haven't? All right, I'm going to teach you something tonight. Then you can, you can make them happen. The Holy Spirit will take over. Because I'm going to give you a key. It seems like tonight I'm just going to give you some keys and then I'll release you, okay? All right. Now look at this thing. So to the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses for we do not know what to pray, what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And I'm telling you, let me say something here that will help you in prayer. When you start praying, make sure you are more in your place alone. You understand? That you're not conscious of people alone in your house or wherever you are, wherever you want to. Just make sure always. And, and personally, I like closing, locking my door. I don't want to start, you know, I'm, I'm praying and that's when I'm getting into it. And then, Honey! You understand? <laughs> oh, little children will go, Babdi, Babdi. I, I like locking. Oh, we have workers at the house. I don't want them coming, just open the door. In fact, they know I tell them. I tell them, when you see that I've locked that room, I'm going there to my study. And listen to this. Unless someone is dead, and before they died, they were, they were saying they wanted to leave, don't come for me until I come out. Okay, they looked at me. They look at me and say, yeah. And that's what I do. When I get in my time of prayer, now, if it's daytime, I'm preparing for a meeting, especially in the afternoons. But mostly, my prayers are at night when people are asleep. Early in the morning, most, not, not even, mostly at early in the morning when people are asleep. And I just lock my door and it's time for me to pray. Listen to this. That's such a secret. Because I can tell you from the scriptures what Jesus said. Uh, just shut the door and pray. You'll have more liberty and you'll experience some things. You say, oh, pastor. I live in a single bedroom. It's a single bed, bedroom or single whatever it is, bed seat, and I'm with people. Fine. Don't you think God will give you that grace? Hmm? I have. I stayed with my cousins uh, most and, and they were drunkards. I got born again and them they were not. And we stay in the same house. But mostly, it's amazing what God did. But mostly I'll live and go to a church uh, to go some, take some time to pray there in church. The caretaker knew me. And, you know, within I think about three months in, in salvation also he knew me. So I say, I've come tonight to pray. He said, fine, you go in. And I go pray all alone for hours and then I come out. But then, I'm telling you this, God will meet you. Even if you leave so many people, he'll meet you. But if you're living alone, take advantage of that. Okay, look at this then. So when you start, make sure you're in a good environment, just a worshipful environment also. When you start praying, you can start with understanding. You say, Lord, I offer my, 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 my life to you as a living sacrifice. If, if you desire to pray for the nation, you go like First Timothy chapter 2, 
that we say, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions be made for all men. Father, I thank you for the president-elect. Now, now in, there, you know, before the Lord, you can go as an Azimio, uh, uh, you know, uh, person. You understand? And, and you say, Lord, I don't care about this president-elect. But anyway, you, you, know, you can do that. You, you, you say that. You have a sour attitude. Rather, you need to repent. You understand? He said, God, I just don't know things, but you know. And your spirit knows. And Lord, I open my heart to you. And therefore, I just thank you, sir. I just thank you. I offer this vessel. And you can pray with understanding. You know, you're lifting up your heart to the Lord with understanding of the scriptures. Then you start praying in tongues. All right? Now, let me tell you something here. You may start with a... a, a, a does this thing work or it only works for pastors? And you sound like, really, you may sound like so terrible. You, you just feel like you are just easy, easy, easy. I say, like, that's, that's like even my vernacular. Never mind. He's coming to take over. Huh? You're opening a door for him to come. Don't give up. Don't, don't do it for five, five minutes and say, oh, man, I've yawned even 20 times in these five minutes. Don't worry. He'll take over. And when he takes over, you'll know it. Amen? Come on now. I'm teaching you something. When he takes over, you'll know it. And, 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 uh, and many times, people give up so quickly. Listen, you cannot die kneeling down. Huh? The body will tell, oh, no. You need to lie down. Pray while you are sleeping. You are about to take a deep sleep if you made that mistake. Or you are about to. I'm telling if you ever, if you're struggling in the first few minutes and then you feel like, you say like, oh, I think, I think, I think, I think. Let me lie down this way. <laughs> You'll find yourself three hours later. You'll have some maps around the mouth because you'll be like. <laughs> Anyone who's ever done that? Oh, come on now. Don't lie in church on a Wednesday night. <laughs> I have literally, listen to this, I have literally found myself sleeping while kneeling. You understand? Know, it's like my body is so conditioned to, to we have to pray somehow. And I found myself, I still be there in the kneeling position, but I've been sleeping for an hour. And I said, at least I was determined I was, I was seeking. I have, I found myself, but lying down, oh my goodness, that I have to decide. Because I know that's a temptation. Even if it's at noon, you realize you've been taken over. Insomnia has been cast out. <laughs> so look at this then. You cannot die kneeling. What are you doing? I'm telling you the truth. You are practicing. You are exercising. You are, you are, you are, you are channeling your senses to see God. And you can kneel right there. And you start praying. Look at this. You may do in the next 10 minutes. You feel like you're not there. The thing is this. 
Take your mind off of things, off things, and start focusing on the word. When it takes over, I'm telling you the truth. You look at the, the clock, whatever the watch, and you realize this. It's amazing. It's been an hour, and I couldn't even tell. Why? When you enter into the spirit realm, there is no time. The reality of that realm will catch you. You'll be consumed by that presence. And he will show you things you've never known. You'll start realizing some realities inside of you that you've never known before. God wants you to experience him in prayer. Let's go to Jeremiah 33. Again, um, to, 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 experience, to experience him in prayer and for him to tell you and even show you great, that's the amplified, great and mighty things which have, not be, have, have been confined and hidden which you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish. God wants you to experience us. That I think many times we underestimate the power there is in prayer. Many times we do underestimate that. So much. If we know or if we if, if we knew that there is more than what we have known, then we'll never stop seeking. Right now, you, you and I know some things, do you? Remember that even Romans chapter 8 that we, we looked at, it says this, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. It doesn't say that you don't know how to pray. We know how to pray, but we do not know how to pray as we ought. So look at this. There are things that we know right now, but there are much more. Infinite in number that we do not know. And God in his word has invited us through prayer to know them. I like say, saying this over and over again, those who've been coming here. I've been doing this. <clears throat> Goes on and on, that line is still there. <laughs> I can see it over here. And, and, and think about this, uh, the eternal eternity. Right, right, right. The eternity up there. Just think about that. And then we are living here in the natural realm, up here, uh, down here. And then you have the principalities, powers, like it says in Ephesians chapter 6, principalities, powers, and that's the kingdom of darkness. But think about God says in, uh, in Hebrews, Hebrews 4.12, uh, 4.16, sorry, that we can come boldly to where? The throne of grace. So when you start praying, though I'm in the earthly realm, like what I've been teaching you, our citizenship is in heaven. Though I am on this earth, I am not of this earth. So prayer actually, the revelation of the word of God, increase of revelation of the word of God, eating that solid food lifts me up. That's what Revelation does. Remember the scripture that we, we read is, is to lift us up to the glory of his presence. The, the Revelation knowledge, the word of God, 
which like in Matthew 16, verse 18, uh, Jesus said, coming there, verse 16, going on, he says this, I will build my church. What was he talking about? Upon revelation knowledge. So we receive revelation knowledge. We are lifted up into the glory of his presence so that now we operate from this realm. Though we are living on this earth, we are operating from this realm. Though we are walking in the flesh, the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly. They are spiritual, divine, to the pulling down of strongholds of the enemy and bringing in the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. That's in a nutshell, actually, so many things that I've said. It brings to the nutshell. In, it, that's in like uh, bringing them down to some few statements. You, you've seen that. So if we understand the power of prayer, then we know that that is such an invitation from there even Jeremiah 33, 3. It says, call unto me. We brought up right there. And what does he do? When we enter into that realm of eternity, there is no time, there is no distance, so we are able to perceive things that earthly people whose mind is, in the, is on the natural things, they are not able to perceive them. They are hidden in him, and we are in him. That's victory, church, all the time. So listen this. In, in, in James 5.16b, the Amplified Classic Version, one of the wonderful scriptures in prayer, James, <clears throat> Brother James, 5.16, the Amplified Classic Version, if you can have it there. He says, the earnest, that's the part B of this, the earnest, starting from there, are you seeing this? There. The earnest, heartfelt, Continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. What makes that tremendous power available? The honest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. It makes that tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Look at this. The intentions even of the enemy concerning our nation. Do you know what is actually removed all the uncertainty? People went back to work, on and on and on. This has been left to the, to the lawyers and some idlers. Oh yeah, it's left to the lawyers and there's some idlers. You know what? But what about in the general? General is people operating. Like as if we voted two years ago. In fact, I'm telling you, this is the first time I think I'm thinking about that voting thing. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's in my mind. Why is that so? The prayers of the righteous people made tremendous power available for who? For God's will to come forth. Now think about this. A nation that believers are not praying, they're not, they have not exercised in their spiritual senses, they are not praying. What happens, church? This is what happens. That tremendous power is not available. So God 
is not given anything by his people to work with. The earth initiates. The response is from the Father. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you, you, you want to see that? You want to see from the scriptures? Oh, let, let's go to Daniel. Then let me see. I'll, I'll wind up in a moment. We may come back to the scripture. But let's go to the book of Daniel. Did you hear what I said? About making that tremendous power available? So if you're not praying, then you're not making that tremendous power available. Let's go to Daniel chapter... Chapter 8. Chapter 8, let me see. Chapter 8. Chapter 10, I think. No, chapter 9. Daniel's prayer. He's prayed. In the first year, verse 2, it was rain. I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years to the scroll specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah, the prophet that would accomplish 70 years in desolations of Jerusalem. So in other words, 70 years are over. He understood by the, the books that, oh my goodness, this is over. Listen to this. Because it's the will of God for something to happen, it's not just going to happen with the, without the prayers of his people. Even... The birth of Jesus was not going to happen without people praying, speaking the word of God, prophesying by the Spirit for his coming. That's why you find all the way it goes to several, several you know, scriptures. Prophets who lived hundreds of years before him kept saying, what are they saying? They were speaking the will of God. And you remember Anna, the prophetess, when the, she came into the temple, she, she was keeping themselves, she kept herself there in prayer and supplication. And the Bible says they are waiting for that day that God will visit Israel. They're waiting for the promise of the Father. We say, if it's the will of God, it will happen. You'll wait, it won't happen. The will of God will be done. You see that? And you know the boss come on. You understand? He said, understand? But I'm going to send you a comforter. So do you say, in the, yeah, too much here to mungu. That's usual no statement of faith. That's, not, that's very different from saying, you know what? I roll this care upon the Lord for he cares for me. That's very different. But usually the mwachia mungu is they are defeated. <laughs> you didn't know that. Anyway, let me not try speaking the language that I don't. All right, now, now look at this. So he's praying, Daniel is praying, and he's praying and making supplications. Um, look at verse 20. Now, while I was speaking, praying, and confessing, 
my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication. Look at this supplication. Before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning being caused to fly how? By what? By who? Who caused him to fly swiftly? Daniel, not God. He was coming in response to Daniel's prayer. What was Daniel doing? He's, he's a righteous man. His prayers were making, were availing what? Dynamic power to cause angels to come. That's my point right there. Did you all go home or what? You left me alone? It's not at even 8 o'clock. No, 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 look at this. Look at this. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you what? Skill to understand. Shoo. The things that you only receive, church, through prayer. Skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out. At the beginning, look at this. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out. Before you supplicated, no command was going out. My, my point is this. We so much underestimate the power of prayer in so many ways. It says at the beginning of the, 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 your supplication, the command went out, and I have come to tell you. What did God tell, say? I will do what? Show you and tell you. Remember. You all left, left, left in Jeremiah. I will not do what? Show you and tell you. So what is he saying? I have come to tell you. You are greatly beloved. Therefore consider the matter and understand what? Understand what? What is that? I show you. I have told you. I have come to tell you. And I have come for you. Do what? For you to see. And it went on and on and on and on and on and on. But this is my point here. Let's go to chapter 10, verse 12, quickly. Chapter 10, verse 12. Then he said to me also, Do not fear, Daniel, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God that is in prayer, your words, your words were hard. And I have come because of God. Huh? Is that what he says? I have come because of God. No, I have come because of your words. Daniel, your words have made tremendous power available that heaven has to respond. And he says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, Lord of the chief princes, came to help me, for I have left alone. I, I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for their vision refers to many days yet to come. Church, I can go on and on and on and on, but I, don't, I can go from Genesis to Revelation. We, finish even, we don't finish even tomorrow at 6 o'clock a.m., but, but, but I hope you've seen the point tonight. Listen to this. 
tremendous power available to heal our nation. I want you to be praying that. Make those prayers. Listen, listen. The Lord will respond. We make that power available. God's will is wisdom through us. You carry power. In the, in the 90s, we used to have a certain song say, I've got the power. You can be singing, I've got the power. I've got the power. You remember any one of you? You remember that song? Leonard, don't backslide. <laughs> it's your spirit. With groanings, this cannot be uttered. And then the other one, God verse 27. Okay? With groanings, other version says, will you have the same please in the Amplified Classic version? The other version says, sighs, groanings. And I'm telling you, you can be praying. Anyone who's ever prayed in the Holy Ghost in your own prayer time, and you have groanings and sighs, and like you're sobbing, and you can tell your mind is wondering, what is this? And inside of you, oh, oh. And it's like, just right here, there's something inside of you. And couldn't come out, and it took a long time. And it's like, mamas know this, finally you delivered. Anyone? Now just lift up your hands if you've experienced that. Huh? Okay, one, two, three, four. The, the rest of you haven't? All right, I'm going to teach you something tonight. Then you can, you can make them happen. The Holy Spirit will take off. Because I'm going to give you a key. It seems like tonight I'm just going to give you some keys and then I'll release you, okay? All right. Now look at this then. So to the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses for we do not know what to pray, what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And I'm telling you, let me say something here that will help you in prayer. When you start praying, make sure you are more in your place alone. You understand? That you're not conscious of people alone in your house or wherever you are, wherever you want to. Just make sure always. And, and personally, I like closing, locking my door. I don't want to start, you know, I'm, I'm praying and that's when I'm getting into it. And I say, honey. You understand? Oh, <laughs> little Tina will go, Babdi, Babdi. I, I like locking. Or we have workers at the house. I don't want them coming, just open the door. In fact, they know I tell them. I tell them, when you see that I've locked that room, I'm going there to my study. And listen to this. Unless someone is dead, and before they died, they were, they were saying they wanted to leave, don't come for me until I come out. Okay? They looked at me. They look at me and say, yeah. And that's what I do. When I get in my time of prayer, now, if it's daytime, I'm preparing for a meeting, especially in the afternoons. But mostly, my prayers are at night, and people are asleep. Early in the morning, most, not, not even, mostly at early in the morning, when people are asleep. And I just lock my door, and it's time for me to pray. Listen to this. That's such a secret, because I can tell you from the scriptures what Jesus said. Uh, just shut the door and pray you'll have more liberty and you'll experience some things. You say, oh, pastor. I live in a single bedroom. It's a single bed. 
bedroom or single, whatever it is, bed seat, and I'm with people. Fine. Don't you think God will give you that grace? Hmm? I have. I stayed with my cousins, uh, mostly, and, and they were drunkards. I got born again, and them they were not. And we stayed in the same house. But mostly, it's amazing what God did. But mostly I live and go to a church uh, to go some, take some time to pray there in church. The caretaker knew me. And, you know, within, I think, about three months in, in salvation. Also, he knew me. So I say, I've come tonight to pray. He said, fine, you go in. And I go pray all alone for hours, and then I come out. But then I'm telling you this. God will meet you. Even if you leave so many people, he'll meet you. But if you're living alone, take advantage of that. Okay, look at this then. So when you start, make sure you're in a good environment, just a worshipful environment also. When you start praying, you can start with understanding. You say, Lord, I offer my, 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 my life to you as a living sacrifice. If, you're, if you desire to pray for the nation, you go like First Timothy chapter 2, that you say, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions be made for all men. Father, I thank you for the president elect. Now, now in, there, you know, before the Lord, you can go as an Azimio, uh, uh, you know, uh, person. You understand? And, and you say, Lord, I don't care about this president elect. But anyway, you, you, know, you can do that. You, you, you see that? You have a sour attitude, rather, you need to repent. You understand? He said, God, I just don't know things, but you know. And your spirit knows. And Lord, I open my heart to you. And therefore, I just thank you, sir. I just thank you. I offer this vessel. And you can pray with understanding. You know, you're lifting up your heart to the Lord with understanding of the scriptures. Then you start praying in tongues. All right? Now, let me tell you something here. You may start with a... Does this thing work or it only works for pastors? And you sound like, you really, you may sound like so terrible. You, you just feel like you are just easy, easy, easy. I say, like, that's, that's like even my vernacular. Never mind. He's coming to take over. Huh? You're opening a door for him to come. Don't give up. Don't, don't do it for five, five minutes and say, oh, man, I've yawned even 20 times in these five minutes. Don't worry. He'll take over. And when he takes over, you'll know it. Amen? Come on now. I'm teaching you something. When he takes over, you'll know it. And, 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 uh, and many times, people give up so quickly. Listen, you cannot die kneeling down. Huh? The body will tell, oh, no. You need to lie down. Pray while you are sleeping. You are about to take a deep sleep. If you made that mistake. Or you are about to. I'm telling if you ever, if you're struggling in the first few minutes, and then you feel like, you say like, oh, I think, I think, I think, I think. Let me lie down this way. <laughs> You'll find yourself three hours later. <laughs> You'll have some maps around the mouth, because you'll be like... <laughs> Anyone who's ever done that? Oh, come on now. Don't lie in church on a Wednesday night. <laughs> I have literally, listen to this, I have literally 
I found myself sleeping while kneeling. You know, sir, it's like my body is so conditioned to, to we have to pray somehow. And I found myself, I still be there in the kneeling position, but I've been sleeping for one hour. And I said, at least I was determined. I was, I was seeking. I have. I found myself, but lying down, oh my goodness, that I have to decide. Because I know that's a temptation. Even if it's at noon, you realize you've been taken over, insomnia has been cast out. <laughs> so look at this then. You cannot die kneeling. What are you doing? I'm telling you the truth. You are practicing, you are exercising. You are, you, are, you, are, you are channeling your senses to see God. And you can kneel right there and you start praying. Look at this. You may do in the next 10 minutes. You feel like you're not there. The thing is this. Take your mind off of things, off things and start focusing on the word. When it takes over, I'm telling you the truth. You look at the, the clock or whatever they watch and you realize this. It's amazing. It's been an hour and I couldn't even tell. Why? When you enter into the spirit realm, there is no time. The reality of that realm will catch you. You'll be consumed by that presence. And he will show you things you've never known. You'll start realizing some realities inside of you that you've never known before. God wants you to experience him in prayer. Let's go to Jeremiah 33. Again, um, to, 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 experience, to experience him in prayer and for him to tell you and even show you great, that's the amplified, great and mighty things which have, not be, have, have been confined and hidden which you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish. God wants you to experience us. That I think many times we underestimate the power there is in prayer. Many times we do underestimate that. So much. If we know, or if we, if, if we knew that there is more than what we have known, then we'll never stop seeking. Right now, you, you and I know some things, do you? Remember that even Romans chapter 8 that we, we looked at, it says this, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. It doesn't say that you don't know how to pray. We know how to pray, but we do not know how to pray as we ought. So look at this. There are things that we know right now, but there are much more. Infinite in number that we do not know. And God, in his word, has invited us through prayer to know them. I like say, saying this over and over again, those who've been coming here. I've been doing this. <clears throat> Goes on and on. That line is still there. <laughs> I can see it over here. And, and, and think about this, uh, the eternal eternity. Right, right, right. Eternity up there. Just think about that. 
and then we are living here in the natural realm, up here, uh, down here, and then you have the principalities, powers, like it says in Ephesians chapter 6, principalities, powers, that's the kingdom of darkness. But think about God says in, uh, in Hebrews, Hebrews 4.12, uh, 4.16, sorry, that we can come boldly to where? The throne of grace. So when you start praying, though I'm in the earthly realm, like what I've been teaching you, our citizenship is in heaven. Though I am on this earth, I am not of this earth. So prayer actually the revelation of the word of God, increase of revelation of the word of God, eating that solid food lifts me up. That's what revelation does. Remember the scripture that we, we read is, is to lift us up to the glory of his presence. The, the revelation knowledge, the word of God, which like in Matthew 16, verse 18, uh, Jesus said, coming there, verse 16, going on, he says this, I will build my church. What was he talking about? Upon revelation knowledge. So we receive revelation knowledge. We are lifted up into the glory of his presence so that now we operate from this realm. Though we are living on this earth, we are operating from this realm. Though we are walking in the flesh, the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly. They are spiritual, divine, to the pulling down of strongholds of the enemy and bringing in the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. That's in a nutshell, actually, so many things that I've said. It brings to the nutshell. In, in, that's in like uh, bringing them down to some few statements. You, you've seen that. So if we understand the power of prayer, then we know that that is such an invitation from there, even Jeremiah 33, 3, he says, call unto me. We brought up right there. And what does he do? When we enter into that realm of eternity, there is no time, there is no distance, so we are able to perceive things that earthly people whose mind is, in the, is on the natural things, they are not able to perceive them. They are hidden in him, and we are in him. That's victory, church, all the time. So listen this. In, in, in James 5.16b, the Amplified Classic Version, one of the wonderful scriptures in prayer, James, <clears throat> Brother James, 5.16, the Amplified Classic Version, if you can have it there, he says the earnest, that's the part B of this, the earnest, starting from there, are you seeing this? There, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. What makes that tremendous power available? The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. It makes that tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Look at this. The intentions even of the enemy concerning our nation. Do you know what is actually removed all the uncertainty? People went back to work, on and on and on. This has been left to the lawyers. 
and some idlers. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's left to the lawyers. And there's some idlers. You understand? But what about in the general? General is people operating like as if we voted two years ago. In fact, I'm telling you, this is the first time I think I'm thinking about that voting thing. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's in my mind. Why is that so? The prayers of the righteous people made tremendous power available for who? For God's will to come forth. Now think about this. A nation that Believers are not praying. They're not, they have not exercised in their spiritual senses. They are not praying. What happens, church? This is what happens. That tremendous power is not available. So God is not given anything by his people to work with. The earth initiates. The response is from the Father. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you, 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 want, you want to see that? You want to see from the scriptures? Oh, let, let's go to Daniel. Then let me see. I'll, I'll wind up in a moment. You may come back to the scripture. But let's go to the book of Daniel. Did you hear what I said? About making that tremendous power available? So if you're not praying, then you're not making that tremendous power available. Let's go to Daniel chapter... Chapter 8. Chapter 8, let me see. Chapter 8. Chapter 10, I think. No, chapter 9. Daniel's prayer. He's prayed. In the first year, verse 2, it was rain. I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years to the scroll specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah, the prophet that would accomplish 70 years in desolations of Jerusalem. So in other words, 70 years are over. He understood by the, the books that, oh my goodness, this is over. Listen this. Because it's the will of God for something to happen, it's not just going to happen with the, without the prayers of his people. Even... The birth of Jesus was not going to happen without people praying, speaking the word of God, prophesying by the Spirit for his coming. That's why you find all the way it goes to several, several you know, scriptures, prophets who lived hundreds of years before him, kept saying, what are they saying? They're speaking the will of God. And do you remember Anna, the prophetess, when the, she came into the temple? She, she was keeping themselves, she kept herself there in prayer and supplication. And the Bible says they are waiting for that day that God will visit Israel. They're waiting for the promise of the Father. But say, if it's the will of God, it will happen. You'll wait, it won't happen. The will of God will be done. You see that? And you know the boss come on. I'll shock what cheer. 
Niona sana? Isio tunamwachia Mungu. Namwachia Mungu. Alikuachia miaka elfu mbili lokuisha. Kasema mimi naenda nimewaacha. <laughs> but I'm going to send you a comforter. So do you say in yeah, to Mungu. That's usual no statement of faith. That's not that's very different from saying, you know what? I roll this care upon the Lord for he cares for me. That's very different. But usually they mwachia Mungu is they are defeated. Sisi wachia tu. Mwachia Mungu. Tutadu. Hayo utadu, uwezo uwezo omba uji kudu kudu ni kuomba. You didn't know that. Anyway, let me not try speaking the language that I don't. All right, now, now look at this. So he's praying, Daniel is praying, and he's praying and making supplications. Um, look at verse 20. Now while I was speaking, praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication. Look at this supplication. Before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning being caused to fly how? By what? By who? Who caused him to fly swiftly? Daniel, not God. He was coming in response to Daniel's prayer. What was Daniel doing? He's, he's a righteous man. His prayers were making, were availing what? Dynamic power to cause angels to come. That's my point right there. Did you all go home or what? You left me alone? It's not at even 8 o'clock. No, 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 look at this. Look at this. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you what? Skill to understand. Shoo. The things that you only receive, church, through prayer. Skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out. At the beginning, look at this. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out. Before you supplicated, no command was going out. My, my point is this. We so much underestimate the power of prayer in so many ways. It says at the beginning of the, 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 your supplication, the command went out, and I have come to tell you. What did God tell, say? I will do what? Show you and tell you. Remember, you all left, left, left in Jeremiah. I will not do what? Show you and tell you. So what is he saying? I have come to tell you. You are greatly beloved. Therefore consider the matter and understand what? Understand what? What is that? I show you. I have told you. I have come to tell you. And I have come for you. Do what? For you to see. And it went on and on and on and on and on and on. But this is my point here. Let's go to chapter 10, verse 12, quickly. Chapter 10, verse 12. Then he said to me also, Do not fear, Daniel, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God that is in prayer, your words, your words were hard. 
and I have come because of God. Huh? Is that what it says? I have come because of God. No, I have come because of your words. Daniel, your words have made tremendous power available that heaven has to respond. And he says, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I have left alone. I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I've come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision refers to many days yet to come. Church, I can go on and on and on and on, but I don't. I can go from Genesis to Revelation. We finish even. We don't finish even tomorrow at six o'clock a.m. But, but but I hope you've seen the point tonight. Listen, to this tremendous power available to heal our nation. I want you to be praying that. Make those prayers. Listen, listen. The Lord will respond. We make that power available. God's will is, is done through us. You carry power. In the, in the 90s, we used to have a certain song say, I've got the power. You can be singing, I've got the power. I've got the power. You remember any one of you? You remember that song? Leonard, don't backslide. <laughs> <laughs> In the early 90s, they used to have, I've got the power. Now, I've got, you, you really, for sure, you've got the power. If you sing it, don't sing that song, though, but you can say, I've got the power. Why is that? It's right inside of you. Do, do you know that Ephesians 3.20 says this? According to what? The power. He can do exceedingly, abundantly, over and above, according to what? The power that works within us. It's made available through prayer. So I want you to be praying, I think we'll wind up here, to be, the church to be strengthened, the church, this nation, that is that even our local church, that she may stand in our position in the spirit, and listen to this, and make tremendous power available for the operation of the will of God. You, you see that? You see my point? Look, look at this. What about your family? Make that tremendous power available through prayer. What about, whatever it is, let me say it again. If we pray for the church to be strengthened, that she may stand in our position in the spirit and make tremendous power available for the operation of the will of God. Daniel, beloved, I have come because of your wars. Church, that's what you're supposed to do. I'm telling you, what comes out of this breath in prayer is amazing. It's amazing. All things start from the spirit realm. So when we tap into from, we initiate from the natural realm, we, we get into the spirit realm, then things start happening in our nation, in our lives that we have not known before. I told you last year, I think it was last year, June, 1st of June, I'd been praying. Somehow I didn't know that why I was doing that. And, and I'll tell Tina, and on, on, especially on Fridays, I'll tell Tina, honey, I'm not coming to bed. I'm going to the room to pray. And I'll pray, and I'll go on sometimes until 3 a.m., 4 a.m., just praying. And much of it praying in tongues. Just praying. 
and, and I'll write down things, and I'll write down things. I remember that's the first time I saw the Lord. I'd said this, Lord. I was, I was watching something, before I say that, I was watching something uh, on TV, and there's a man who said, you know, from the time I was four years, I knew God had called me, and na 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 I said, God, I never knew anything about myself. I didn't know that. And, 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 then, and then it's like, like a, and, and I said it inside of me, in my heart. I didn't even uh, say it out, out here to be heard. I said, I never knew that. That was not there. I thought, okay. I left it at that. I think it was on a Wednesday morning. On Friday night, I'm praying. I have it written down. I'm praying, and then I see myself, 11 months old, seated, 1973, seated down, and the Lord came and stood, uh, seated, remember, 11 months old, you're sitting, yeah? you're not walking, and, and the Lord came and stood by me, behind me, and I felt his presence, and I was looking at a certain hill where my grandfather's home is at. I was looking at a certain hill, and he stood there, and I felt his presence. And he, he said this, in essence, is this. I had it inside of me. I didn't hear him now speaking. But when he came there, I, uh, he said, in essence, say this. I was already with you. Wow. And then he took me, that, that was just a little bit of it. I felt his presence as a small boy. And then it took me to three years old of some things that are happening in my life and a decision that my parents made. And I saw darkness starting coming into my home. At three years old, my parents are not born again. At three years old, I saw darkness coming and he showed me how much darkness had come into my home. Now he left it there and I said, wow. No, 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 he didn't leave it there. Then he showed me when I got born again and he started to show me the light coming back into my homestead. He left it there. I'd pray for weeks, and then uh, I travel. We are meeting as a family, and then I get home around three o'clock in the afternoon. And around four, my sister comes in. I see death on her face, and she tells me, "She say, she say, I'm trying to hug her, and she just, you know, can you imagine you trying to hug someone and it's like nothing. I'm saying, what is it? Tell me. I've been told of our brother. I've just been called." He's fallen from a tree, just working with a power saw. He's broken his neck. He's broken his, his wrist, and he's unconscious. And I looked at her, and I said this. I said, and, and she cannot be, he cannot be dead, because I've been praying for this trip. God didn't tell me I was coming for a funeral. Let's pray. They looked at me. I said, let's pray. I didn't take 15 seconds. I was already in the spirit. And the little Tina, then she was, I think, three years. Last year she was what? Three years. She had just done three years. She started praying. She started praying in tongues. Now she prays in tongues. But she started praying in tongues also. And then the two women followed. Probably about 20 minutes. And I, and I, I had it. It's all right. He's all right. He's all right. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. And I say, hey, he's all right. He's all right. Thank God. Bring some tea. And my sister called and said, he's woken up. He's not broken his neck. He's fine. He's just broken the wrist. But he's okay. 
not few hours later that evening, we are sent for a photo. He's seated, though he had bandaged both his wrists. He didn't die. What is that? Being prepared. Now look at this. That was on first. On fourth, I think, or fifth at night, I went to sleep, and about 2 a.m., I just about, w- I have still have written that. That was more of a vision. I'm just about to wake up, but I'm not w- awake. And then I see something, and the Lord started showing me first of our heavenly, just, just, just wonderful things. I can go into the details of it. But then, he started taking me back now to the time I was three years, still in that darkness in my family of how he gave me dreams and how I felt his presence. The nights I will feel darkness, I'm telling you, I will see things crawling in the bedroom. I'm not joking. I saw those. I saw creatures with the nose and kind of like, my God. And time I was talking to Pastor Wade, I said, man, I saw those things. I used to see them coming in. Oh. <laughs> At some point, I'm telling you, you feel like they're, they're just, you know, my neck is just like it's been rotated several times. You know, you feel like, and it's not even come out. That's why I hate the devil with a, with a hatred of God. I'm telling you, I will not allow him to touch me in my dreams. He did that for years. Then he started showing me that on and on and on and on and on. What am I telling you this? Those things are found in prayer. And then I'll give you a warning. Don't ever accept anything that is not consistent with the word of God. Have your senses wake up. But don't accept anything that is not in line with the word of God. God wants you to see, and I want you to be praying Ephesians chapter 1, because he says this, that the eyes of understanding may be flooded with light. What's that for? Eyes of understanding? What is that? To be able to see. Did you receive something tonight? Amen. Did you see anything? <laughs> huh? You perceive? If you focus, you start seeing some things inside of your spirit. But then I, tell, I encourage you, and I'm going to pray a prayer tonight. From this night, you start seeing. I say, you start seeing. You go that, you go that to that Jeremiah 33 and you say, Lord, you say you'll tell me. So look at this. this let me conclude with this. When you are praying then, you need to believe him. You go to that Jeremiah 33, 3, among other scriptures. But listen. You believe him to answer you and tell you and show you. Prayers. Not supposed to be waiting for the answer to come. You're supposed to know inside of you that this is done. And that's especially when you start entering into prayers of intercessions. You, you'll do that. I want to by the masses of God, I beseech you, this week, take more time to pray, and some of you will be looking for me before next week, Wednesday, to give me plenty of testimonies. Pastor, I've never experienced this before. I've been a believer for 30 years, but this is new. Yeah, that's what God wants. You too. He has fresh oil every day. Stand up on your feet, please.
Hallelujah. Have you received something tonight? I pray you perceive something tonight. Focus. God has so much for you. All right, tonight I think it's just let's thank him. Just thank him for his word. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and just thank him for his word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for the, all the equipping, all the equipping that you've given, you've granted to your people tonight. I'm asking you for each, I'm asking you for every one of them, even those who even listen to this. I'm asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that you may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. By having the eyes of understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the sense, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe according to the working of your mighty power, which you worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in the heavenly places. Not only did you raise him up, but Lord, you've raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only this age but also that which is to come and you have put all things under his feet and gave him to be head of all things to the church and is the body the, the church is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all and father just place your your hands on your eyes and Father, I pray right now, I take authority over, over blindness. Blindness, I command you to go, leave God's people now in the name of Jesus. Put your hands on your ears and right now, in the name of Jesus, I command that spiritual deafness to go now in the name of Jesus. And I release faith, call their eyes blessed to see. And I call their ears blessed to hear. And I thank you, Father, for an awakening of holy emotions. Holy emotions. Pursuing the will of God. The intensity of the emotions to perceive the will of God. And Holy Spirit of God. Father, you say if you, those who are evil know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more? Of you and we ask you for the Holy Spirit. Now, our Heavenly Father, I'm asking you for the outpouring of your Spirit. Um, just move into their prayer time. And walking in the Spirit, Father. And experiencing new realms of your glory. New realms of your presence. New realms of your wisdom, new realms of understanding and limitations go in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for an open heaven and blessing your people. And I honor you, sir, in Jesus' name. Amen.